What's the deal with Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley finally going off for the Jaguars? And what do we think about red-hot Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott? It's time to break it down right here, right now, as we begin another week and another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL, fantasy, and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, Michelle, there was a lot of interesting things that happened, definitely surprises and things that caught us off guard here with the Week 11 NFL Sunday action for fantasy. That's what we do here. We look at the nine biggest storylines here coming out of the games. Unfortunately, a lot of injuries to think about, but also a lot of great performances, some that we expected, some that we didn't. We'll get into all of those here on the show as we kick off another week. It's a Thanksgiving week, so excited about that. We'll get a little time off, but a lot of extra football that we get on Thursday and Friday as well. So first we got to think about what happened in week 11 before we can turn the page to week 12. Still one more big game left between the Chiefs and the Eagles. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Michelle, let's dive in. The biggest story, of course, of course, when I give up on Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley, maybe I had an ultimatum to do a reverse jinx on them. Something worked, but all of a sudden, these two guys were the Jaguars' offense. Everyone else kind of dropped off a little bit. So they had to uh, sacrifice everyone else, but what a performance. Four touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence combined, two in the air, two on the ground. And Calvin Ridley finishes as wide receiver one overall in the week. Yeah. I mean, finally, right? Once everyone, just, even you, the biggest believer ever, yeah. you finally decide to sit him. Uh, so on everyone's benches, those two go off. This is the thing. With Calvin Ridley, you're going to get those games, right? He's just a boomer bust wide receiver. With Trevor Lawrence, I feel like it would have been the same exact game besides those two rushing touchdowns, right? Like the passing, 262 and two. Cool. It's the two rushing touchdowns that really brought him that great fantasy yeah. game. We'll see if he next week. I mean, it's a fine matchup next week. It's at the Texans. So like in a dome and you expect the Texans to be able to put up points. So it is a tougher division matchup. But then after that, you get the Bengals, the Browns in Cleveland and then versus the Ravens. I, I don't want to jump into the Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, starting him very much at all moving forward. Yeah, the only reason you might start him is uh, there's a lot of quarterback attrition out there. A lot of guys seeming to go down every week, and you just yeah. might be, who's the last guy left standing who's starting that has a chance to have a big game? And you might go in that direction. You're right. The matchups are tougher. And look, the process, Michelle, I actually had this combination in the league. I sat both of them, but I had good reason 
to start the other two. And really, I was lucky because the people, well, I wouldn't say I'm lucky, but the process was start Jaden Reed over Calvin Ridley. And that worked out. If you had a second touchdown, you're almost looking at even points there. And then Brock Purdy, that's the guy I want to get into. I was playing Dak Prescott, so I was a little depressed here in the early window when I saw Trevor Lawrence on my bench. But then I had Brock Purdy. And I was like, look, I'm good about Brock Purdy. I think I can get the numbers that I need here. He puts up 333 of three. He had 296 and three on that Jaguars team. Comes home, destroys the Buccaneers. Brandon Ayuk is running free. George Kittle scores again. Christian McCaffrey scores on a reception to help him. So those are the three touchdown scores. Debo a little bit underwhelming, but again, somebody's going to be left out sometime. We can't get all four of them to go off every single week. But, man... Brock Purdy is now the QB eight on average for the season. That's incredible. And this guy was not getting drafted that high. Michelle, look, I think it's going to keep up here. I don't see what slows this offense down. They're just too darn good. And what I like is it doesn't matter what style of defense you play against them. These guys just keep producing. Yeah, it really just seems like they needed that bye week to get things under control, and then they get back their players all healthy. And Purdy, I mean, six touchdowns, zero interceptions over the last two weeks. He's been – he had a perfect pass already in that game yeah. uh, against the Buccaneers. So the Buccaneers do have a super weak secondary. So that was expected not for him to have a perfect passer rating, right? That was just insanity. Yeah. But just for him to have a big fantasy week. But I do like him. On Thanksgiving night, he has to play the Seahawks, so you're going to have to desi- decide quickly here if you want to play him this week, uh, depending on who else you have on your roster at quarterback. But I think you just keep plugging him in. With Brandon Ayuk, he has a career-high game uh, in receiving yards with 156. Now, if you look at Brandon Ayuk's game logs this year, it's every other game he has a good game. Yeah. So. If he follows that trend, this week won't be so good. But he he's been uh, he's been a lot like a lot, a lot of these wide receivers this year, just really boom or bust, and you never know what you're gonna yeah. get from them. Yeah, a lot of it is the coverage changes from week to week. But what I like again, like this team seems to have figured out against all coverage, right? Moving around guys, and I also like it's pretty compressed. They're not forcing in guys. I know last week we had a Kyle Yuschek random touchdown, but Juwan Jennings is. Barely on the radar, right? It's basically these guys, a little bit of Elijah Mitchell to keep McCaffrey fresh, and we're okay with that. So I just like it's compressed. It's between these guys. They're putting up numbers. Purdy doesn't need a lot of attempts because they're making so many big plays. So I love it right now, and I'm feeling it. And look, Michelle, I'm going forward. I'm sticking with Brock Purdy over Trevor Lawrence in that league where I have to make that decision. It's just going to happen unless there's an injury Purdy. I'm not going to pivot. So something to keep in mind. Don't chase or look back in the one game. Look at what's forward. And look, Brock Purdy has a better body work, as we said. He's clear in the top eight. Well, you have Trevor Lawrence well out of the top 12 in terms of average scoring. Now, Jared Goff, Michelle, I expected more out of him. It ended up okay, right, because they were trailing and he had to throw a lot in this game. But three interceptions, I don't know what happened. I don't know what they were doing, their game plan against the Bears. But it was pretty sloppy early. They were fortunate to get that win late. But really, Jared Goff – I don't know. Now it's that home road thing. I don't know if you can trust him as much, but one thing, Michelle, I'm going to say is you got to keep playing. We talked about the different running backs that you can play together. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery stay in your lineup every single week, however you can get them in there. 
Yep, I loved exactly their usage. Like David Montgomery led with 12 carries, sure, but Gibbs still got his carries and he still got a rushing touchdown. But then you saw Gibbs getting so many receptions. And I, I think that's just how those two should play out. I mean, Gibbs with six receptions, 59 yards. Both are going to be so playable if that's the way they're going to use those guys. It was unfortunate for Goff. Those three interceptions really killed his fantasy day. He still ended up scoring like 13 fantasy points in a four-point pass touchdown league. So it wasn't like he destroyed you, but it was not what we expected against this Bears defense. But then on the other side, I thought Justin Fields played pretty well. I mean, they should definitely got them. I don't know how the Bears lost that game. I mean, they well, they have like a 12-point lead with four minutes to go in the game. Yeah. I don't know how they ended up losing. But Fields like didn't do too much to the air besides pass to DJ Moore. I mean, all everything went to DJ Moore, 96 yards and a touchdown. DJ Moore, you keep playing as long as Justin Fields is healthy. But Fields, I mean, he did his thing with his legs. That's what we were asking for in the beginning of the year. They weren't, he wasn't running at all in the beginning of the year. It was destroying his fantasy value. He gets 104 yards on the ground because he ran it 18 times. Guess what? I don't care what he does to the air. Like just whenever DJ Moore's open, pass to him and then run the rest of the time. I love that for fantasy. So I think Justin Fields is a good play uh, moving forward as well. Yeah, it gets another division game this week against the Vikings. It's a Monday night game. So yeah, he's. Starting. I mean, if this quarterback is somewhat healthy and competent, basically you're going to be starting him because there are so many guys going down or so many guys you can't count on now. So let's not try to get cued at quarterback down the stretch. If they're producing, get it done. And look, Michelle, I wonder if this game for Goff actually helps Montgomery and Gibbs even more going forward, right? They get Green Bay this week. You can run on them. So I just wonder look, they kind of take some games out of Goff's hand early. What I think they need to do a little bit more with Detroit is just let the running game open things up, make Goff comfortable. And instead, they came out throwing a little way too much in that game against the Bears, which was a mistake. I also but just I, think, I think it was a, a weird game. I think he had like yeah. five interceptions over his last like 19 games prior to that. Or I, I don't have yeah. the exact stats on me, but he's not this interception guy, right? So yeah. it, it, every quarterback's going to have one of these bad games once in a while. If Goff's floor is 13 fantasy points. If he throws 13 or if he throws three interceptions, like basically floor yeah. at home, I should say, I'm fine with that. Right. And he gets to play at home again this week, Packers on Thanksgiving. So I'm, I'm completely okay. Plugging him right back into my lineup. I obviously would go with Justin Fields over Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. I'd go with Brock Purdy over Jared Goff, but I would still go with Goff over Lawrence this week. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, it's at home. I mean, again, the run, I think what happens is when Jared Goff gets the running game going, that actually helps Jared Goff, right? It sets things up. When he's being the guy and he just has to pass 50 times, that's not Jared Goff. He needs to play off at play action, middle of the field. And what up with Sam Laporta? Come on. I mean, that's the thing that I want here. That's maybe why he struggled. He didn't get the ball in Sam Laporta's hand. So two quiet games in a row for Sam Laporta. Let's hope... He can get going in that Packers matchup as well this week. And, uh, yeah, I want Goff to get back to being Goff because it helps everyone in that offense. But still, I'm on Ross St. Brown, and uh, Jameson Williams did come through. So you got to be happy with that in that game, especially on top of the running backs. Now, we will get into more positive vibes and things that happen with a lot of offenses. And one game that involved a little negativity on the other side, we'll get into that in our next segment. But first, got to hear from one of our fine sponsors. We told you at the top of this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the number one place to post your job if you're a small business and looking for a new member for your team that's going to fit in well. 
These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. Let's not do that. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why I let LinkedIn Jobs uh, do the work for you and check it out. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's very easy to create that job on LinkedIn Jobs. Then you just add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools such as screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockdownNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job absolutely for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Michelle, let's uh, talk a little bit more about positive offenses here. Now, it was a little bit of negative with C.J. Stroud. He had three interceptions, right? This is the first time he's had that. He didn't even have two interceptions on the entire season coming in. So, look, he's going to hit a rookie wall at some point, and he made some mistakes. But he still came through for fantasy, so that's great. I mean, talk about high floors. I mean, C.J. Stroud might be a better version than Jared Goff if he can still get it done. But the two takeaways here is that now it's getting clear Nico Collins with his injury and then Noah Brown with his injury. The one guy that's reliable seems to be Tank Dell every single week. He's just developing into the go-to guy out of necessity, right? He's the healthy guy now at this stage. So he's making big plays all over the field. And Devin Singletary, clearly the better running back fit for the zone blocking system. Two big games in a row. So I think you have to say Singletary is pretty entrenched here as the guy you want to start every week as an RB2 with upside. Yeah, I'm not going to love Singletary next week against the Jaguars. Just really, really hard to run against them. But Singletary is getting fed the ball so much. Also, we'll see if Damian Pierce is back. I know the coaches said, like, nothing has changed with Damian Pierce. Like, when he's back, they'll both get carries. I still think Singletary will lead this offense. But if he's not getting 22 carries and he's getting, like, 13, 14 because he's splitting with Pierce and then he's up against the Jaguars, I don't love that for him because he's not yeah. used in the passing game whatsoever. So it would come down to a touchdown for him. We'll talk about that matchup later on in the week. But Tank Dell every single week, man. His upside is insane. Uh, it's been insane since he very first stepped into this league. So I love what Tank Dell is doing as a rookie this year. And C.J. Stroud, yeah, he had those three interceptions, but still a huge passing game, came down with two touchdowns plugging him in next week against the Jaguars. I'll say the Bills offense, Josh Allen, James Cook, looked real good with their new offensive coordinator. Now, Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, well, Gabe Davis did absolutely nothing. He had zero receptions. Diggs, though, only had 27 receiving yards. Do you just chalk that up to going up against the Jets secondary and nothing to do with the play calling? Yeah, that's definitely in uh, the context of the production of particular players on the Bills. And now, interesting, right? I mean, play calling and changing. I mean, we know if you have a great system, and that's why you have CJ Stroud QB7, you have Brock Purdy QB8, and Tua Tagovailoa. These guys are from similar related uh, 49ers type systems. Now, the Bills were trying to find kind of that system to work, right? And I actually think Joe Brady made this team a little bit more diverse, right? He stuck with the running game. He got James Cook involved. He got Latavius Murray involved behind him. I know the game script, they dominated, so that allowed that to happen. But it was because they were committed to the run, set it up, didn't force Josh Allen to throw to Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis. Uh, Didn't have any catches here for second time with three games. So they said, hey, spread around. Get to the guy that's open. 
this particular matchup, yeah, Stefan Diggs had Sauce Gardner or DJ Reed. You had Michael Carter, who was actually pretty good in the slot, but they still came through with Khalil Shakir there. So it was a tough matchup for this outside receiver. So I think that is a product of this. Now they get the Eagles this week, so it could be more for Shakir, right? Because the Eagles are pretty weak in the slot. They've got some older cornerbacks and Darius Slay and James Bradbury, so maybe a chance for Gabe Davis to get back on track. But what I like about Joe Brady is like, look, they said Josh Allen, throw to the open guy. Don't try to hold it and force things around. Use the running game, and they're not going to be able to run on the Eagles. We know that. But like, I think this is good for Josh Allen's value going forward. I think it's pretty bad, however, for Gabe Davis, and maybe we won't see as many blow-up games from Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I think both of them will be huge next week against the Eagles, like you said. I mean, they're just so bad against yeah. wide receivers and against the pass. And I just love that game in general because both teams you can really pass on. With all the injuries to the Bills, like Jalen yeah. Hurts is going to be able to get it done with his weapons. And then Josh Allen against that defense, that should be such a fun game. A team that's not fun to watch whatsoever is the Jets, who is playing oh, the Bills. Gosh. Zach Wilson finally got benched. Is he officially done? Now, they get the Dolphins on Black Friday. It doesn't really matter for fantasy because you weren't playing Zach Wilson anyways, but it does matter slightly for Garrett Wilson. Now, Garrett Wilson, two receptions, nine yards against the Bills. Do you think Tim Boyle, who is expected to start this week, does he... Is he better for Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall or even worse? Well, there are two things that I like about Tim Boyle is the fact that other than Aaron Rodgers, he's the guy that's been in the Nathaniel Hackett offense the most, right? He absorbed it in Green Bay. So that's good. He knows the playbook, right? I don't think Zach Wilson does. I think he just tries to, what would have Aaron Rodgers done? I'm going to just run around and try to make a play, except I'm going to make a bad decision and be inefficient and not be like Rodgers up here, right? He Athletically, he's better than Rodgers, but physically and mentally maybe not you know and getting the ball downfield so they just want a guy to move the ball and look Michelle it's not a good sign that they're already talking about Aaron Rodgers trying to get Devontae Adams next year to come to the Jets I mean they're starting to wave a white flag they're like uh, I don't care if Rodgers can return in December it doesn't look good. It's like we're not going to get to December where that even matters so they're like Tim Boyle how can it be worse right at this point I mean he, he knows the offense I think what we want is facilitators, right? And like Gardner Minshew is one of those guys, Josh Dobbs. They facilitate and get the ball to the people that need the ball the most. And Zach Wilson can't even do that. So, like, I just want – look, if it's Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, that's all we're looking for, right? Just feed those guys as much as possible. I don't care about any of these other guys. I don't need Dalvin Cook. I don't need Tyler Conklin. I don't need Al Lazard. Just feed these two guys to help our fantasy teams down the stretch. Because Garrett Wilson disappearing – unacceptable in a game like that no when they're behind sorry that's unacceptable i think that was the last straw that's why they benched him like they were okay when garrett wilson was doing stuff but man no that is just terrible and look zach wilson is probably done i don't know what system he can fit here but him and nathaniel hackett disastrous fit and that, i just don't think that was ever going to work so look they tried but it's over with him but one guy that we were down on a little bit as a young quarterback but he's back maybe he's back as a qb1 at least in fantasy right now in terms of overall scoring qb11 jordan love what a game for him Like i think what they had to do in green bay that's a lot of young people around him, right romeo dubs christian watson Jaden reed Dontavian wicks Luke Musgrave, that's a lot of youth to put around a quarterback, but finally puts it over well over 300 yards, comes through in that really good matchup against the Chargers. 
I think what he realized is, look, I'm forcing the ball to Christian Watson. Don't do that. Jane Reed, Romeo Dubs are my best guys. Let's get it to him, right? So I really am encouraged by Jordan Love going forward now because, look, I didn't see a 300-yard game like that coming for this offense. Aaron Jones got hurt, so they're going to have to chuck it, especially this week against the Lions on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so I think he realized – I think this is what happened to Jordan Love this week. He got the face of Chargers, who are allowing the most passing yards per game this yeah. year. I think that's completely it. Like I, I'm chalking this up to a matchup. They still only scored 23 points. I mean, he still only threw two passing touchdowns. Does he even have a game this year with three passing touchdowns? Um, like I, I, I got nothing from this game. I'll say for moving yeah. forward. I was. We both said it was a nice matchup, and he could play against the Lions, maybe. Uh, but this is not Jordan Love's. Not someone I'm eyeing to continue playing the rest of the year. I just think you always play quarterbacks going up against the Chargers because man, they stink this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to play Jordan Love in one league where, where I have Joe Burrow. So that's the truth and i'm just gonna have to play out the string because that team has really suffered <laughs> through injuries so that's just yeah i can't do anything about it so i i have to play him and look he's got some weapons right and i think maybe next year when some of these younger guys kind of get into it and they're kind of experienced i think you'll see a little bit better from him but this is exactly what i expected from jordan love up and down up and down we didn't know what we we're gonna get he's a young quarterback starting for the first time with a bunch of other variables so it's exactly what you're getting. We will talk about another guy that's been a little bit up and down and wild as well in uh, Sam Howell in our next segment. Yes, we will. That was a brutal game, brutal game to watch from the Commanders. But before we get into the Commanders and the Steelers' stinky offenses, we're going to talk about another one of our awesome sponsors. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. If you're like me and on Sundays, you know, after having a few adult beverages and you get a little hungry and you want Taco Bell delivered to you, DoorDash has you covered. They also have you covered for alcohol delivery. If you want to get some White Claws or beers for the game, DoorDash offers everything from restaurant delivery, grocery delivery, flower delivery, and more. Don't forget to use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. That's subject to chains and terms do apply. All right, we're going to talk about a Sam Howell, my boy. And then we have to talk about my pitiful Steelers. So this should be a really fun segment fun for me. I say with sarcasm. So Sam Howell, I mean, a, the dude scored 17.7 points still in a four point pass touchdown league. So even with three interceptions, he was still a fine fantasy play because he ended up getting 35 rushing yards in that rushing touchdown and one pass touchdown, but through three terrible interceptions. I mean, it wasn't a pretty game for him. And against the Giants, you wanted more. And now he has to face the Cowboys in Dallas next week. Don't love that for him. Although he does always show up against the Eagles. So maybe. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't love that. Terry McLaurin didn't do anything. Jahan Dotson only had 23 receiving yards but did come down with a touchdown. And then Bijan Robinson came through in the yardage but didn't have any touchdowns. 
Yeah, what Sam Howell season is reminding me of, and a few years ago, I think I'm going to say 2015. I'm taking it way back, Michelle, but I had uh, Blake Bortles, and mm-hmm. he actually was pretty good with Allen Robinson. Like, did I think he was a reality good quarterback? Absolutely not. But he just would chuck and put up points, and he had more than 30 touchdowns. And I looked up, oh, he's a QB1. I think this is like that. You feel very uncomfortable and disgusting playing Sam Howell every week because you have to see him run around and get smacked. He had a <laughs> concussion scare in this game against the Giants. He had to come out. I don't know how he gone. hasn't gotten hurt yet. I really don't. Yeah, like he should be down on the ground. I mean, this guy is just running around. I, that's my it, kind of. Uh, if I close my eyes, that's what I see. I see him running around trying to make a play. Oh, someone's open. I don't know if it's going to be a wide receiver. I don't know if it's going to be a running back. I don't know if it's going to be a tight end. I have no idea. He was waiting for it on the other side. Then Curtis Samuel got ejected out of this game. So I don't know what's going Like, I just don't think he's kind of playing a little bit of a playground football a little bit, right? Like, I don't know if a lot of the things are structured. And what I don't like about this, Michelle, it's trending towards Ron Rivera and this coaching staff going. So what happens? Does Eric Bieniemy stay? Does he take over from Ron Rivera? Does he have to learn a new offense? What's going to go on here, right? I don't think Sam Howell is totally secure in his job next year. So you're right. This Cowboys game is pretty huge. I, there's no way I can play him. There's no way I can say, oh, I'm going to play him against Micah Parsons and Deron Bland. There's no way. I'm going to say, oh, this is great for Thanksgiving. I don't want to have indigestion like at 4.30 Eastern. Like, I don't want that. Like, so, look, he's a hard guy to watch. I have him actually on the team behind Justin Herbert. Do I think about playing him? No. But I like having him as a backup at this point. So, I don't know. I think the fade could happen here from QB9. I think it's starting – the wheels are starting to come off here a little bit. And if they're just playing out the string – with Ron Rivera, I don't know if it's going to be that good. Yeah, hopefully it's just Eric Bieniemy who takes over. I, I would yeah, expect that's that what to I be want, the case. Actually. Yeah, uh, I will say after that, it's uh, at the Dol- or um, versus the Dolphins in Washington. So I like that matchup. But then the playoffs for him, the fantasy playoffs, he gets at the Jets and versus the 49ers in week 16 and oh. 17. So I don't think Sam Hall is someone that you can trust in during the playoffs. That's for sure. So if you only roster him right now, make sure you come up with another guy that you can have on your roster for the playoffs. And then let's hit on the Steelers really quickly because, man, it, it's yeah. so bad for fantasy all over except for Jalen Warren. Uh, Kenny Pickett is just straight garbage. And Matt Canada is the worst offense coordinator in the league. Um, but the passing game is terrible, right? But Jalen Warren is the one bright shiny object in the Steelers offense that actually looks great. 129 rushing yards and a touchdown against the Browns tough defense gets the Bengals next week. Jalen Warren, you keep playing every week. Najee Harris is a touchdown or bust play. And then Deontay Johnson and Pickens. I don't know what to do with them because this passing game is so sad. Yeah. What's happening, Michelle, this is Jalen Warren is pretty much becoming the Brees Hall, of the Steelers. Uh, offense at this point. I don't know if you were watching uh, some of Sunday Night Football, but they <laughs> they made a little crack at the Steelers, right? Like if you have one guy that explodes and makes plays and that's the only thing you have, that's not great. So look, it was great, right? When they're winning, everything's great and they're getting outgained. They actually were in position to outgain the Browns in this one. Go figure, they lose this game. And they needed help. Someone needs to go do something, like make a play. Like Jalen Warren is the only one who made a play, right? He said, I'm going to make a move, get past this tough defense. We need me to deliver. They almost 
won this game, of course, if they had had a few more yards before that game-winning field goal on the other side for the Browns. So maybe they need this, right? Najee Harris was really frustrated after the game. This is ridiculous, and people keep posting. I mean, if Tommy DeVito's already passed one Kenny Pickett in multiple touchdown games, this is not good. Like, this is really hard to do, right? You see some guys just running around making mistakes, and they're getting two touchdowns with, like, nothing. So, I don't know. Maybe because they don't do this in-season firing thing, clearly. I think you're going to have to wait till after with Matt Canada for replacement. Look, it's brutal. I don't know where you can go, but the good news here, I think this is going to be a good week for Najee and John Warren. Najee's a squeaky wheel. The Bengals' run defense stinks. Warren can explode on them. So those are the only two guys I really want to trust in this offense going forward, unfortunately, because of Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I would love Mason Rudolph to start, honestly. Like, skip yeah. over Mitch Trubisky. We know he isn't good. Let, we know Mason Rudolph's not a good sure. quarterback either, but <laughs> it might be good for fantasy because he can throw it deep to George Pickens and he would hit Deontay Johnson. So, oh, yeah, it's just brutal as a Steelers fan right now. And I guess the Steelers have decided not to fire Matt Canada again because they would have done it this morning on Monday. They should have kept Josh Dobbs. That's all I can say. Instead oh, my of Mason goodness, Rudolph. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, we did also have to just close out the show here. We had a lot of big time injuries, I'd cool. say, um, that we just have to keep watching here uh, in week 11. So Aaron Jones went down with a knee injury. Uh, Devin a- Achan also went down with the same with another the knee injury. Yeah. yeah, just uh, who knows what happens there. Kenneth Walker has an oblique injury. He's really, really doubtful pretty much to play on Thanksgiving night. And then you had Cooper cup, have a sprained ankle, Deonta Foreman, have an ankle injury. Mark Andrews is out for the season. Joe Burrow's out for the season. Gino Smith, Gino Smith is dealing with an elbow injury. So, so many injuries we have to discuss and go through and really figure out on our waiver show tomorrow, who we can replace them with. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, the thing, Michelle, I looked at is like Aaron Jones, most people have AJ Dillon. A lot of people have Zach Charbonnet behind Kenneth Walker. So you're going to have to dig deep here potentially to find replacements. And Dante Foreman, I think everyone has trying their shot at Khalil Herbert and uh, Roshan Johnson. He came up with an ankle injury as well. And like Devin Achan, I think, was the biggest buzzkill because you were excited. He was going to come back with that knee injury. And like, come on, I don't get it. Like he came in, tweaked it a little bit, and he was done. Then why bring him back? I don't get it. Yeah. Like give him another week. You were going to beat the Raiders probably without him. I, I just don't get it. And I mean, they could have even sat him this week against the Jets, but now it looks like that's the that's a short week game as well, being on Friday. So ugh, a lot of stuff to navigate through. And, yeah, we'll definitely have some good replacements for you, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We need more help than ever, it seems, as week 12 is coming here. So a lot of good stuff on today's show to uh, kick off the week of Lockdown Fantasy Football's Thanksgiving week. So we'll try to get everything in there for you this week before you can enjoy the holiday with uh, the right fantasy knowledge there we'll have our waiver wire show tomorrow and we'll have of course our look at the rankings positional running back quarterback wide receiver and tight end here for you this week and also look at our flex and sleepers there as well so a lot more to come as we kick off this week transitioning from week 11 to week 12 on lockdown fantasy football locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 streaming channel here on youtube that's right 24 7 you can get locked on sports today it's here for you 24 7 covering the top stories of the day with local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel for this streaming show locked on fantasy football this has been Vinny Iyer 
And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.